177. Debugging. Rain sat in Big Gulp's bridge, scratching his beard as he stared out the front window. The ship was hovering perhaps 200 meters above the tear. His paling curved below him, the patch appearing to him as a section of ring world painted upon the inner surface. In this analogy, the bastion, far, far above him, would be the central star, making the ring world more Nevin than Halo, as far as space habitats were concerned. That comparison broke down when it came to the distances involved. With the tear covering about a third of his paling circumference, pure geometry would place the bastion much closer than it actually was, as reported by his avatar sense. The chaos that filled the intervening space made such calculations fraught. Here, though, order prevailed. As at the bastion, large concentrations of essence imposed physical laws on their surroundings. An archway of air followed the patch, growing hazier with distance, until about his current altitude, where there was something of a hard line. He couldn't see the whole patch from here, or anywhere, really, but it was progress. The other notable physical rule was gravity. In keeping with the Ringworld image, it pulled outward, making it possible for Rain to walk along the rubbery patch with the support cables stretching overhead like high-tension power lines. It wasn't exactly real physics. A Ringworld was supposed to spin to simulate gravity, but there was no spinning here. It was just an image. Similarly, Big Gulp was ignoring the external gravity, the cabin interior having its own simulated 1G simply because Rain said so. For what felt like the hundredth time, Rain glanced at the newly built clock that protruded from one wall, then sighed. The clock's pendulum, tick, tick, ticking away, was about a quarter meter in length. The math said that meant one oscillation per second under 1G. It was accurate enough that the speed of the second hand didn't seem off to his eye, but clearly there was significant error. He had been waiting here for well over 20 minutes, intending to observe his scheduled 8am essence exchange. Going strictly by the clock, that should have been 10 minutes ago. He'd accounted for the increase to the time acceleration, but he didn't have an exact measurement of the factor yet. Introducing another source of error. And... Rain raised a hand, then held it for a moment before whipping it down to point at the clock. Now! Okay, now! Damn it! Now! With a frustrated groan, Rain sat back to rake his fingers through his hair, closing his eyes. The instant he did this, naturally, a tremor ran through the craft. He snapped his eyes back open, sitting up to stare through the window. As the essence exchange began, he felt his core rushing toward him, along with every avatar that wasn't already at the tear. The view through the window didn't reflect the contraction of the paling but that was normal. Invested Essence shrunk at the same rate. His avatar was made of Invested Essence, 
so his perspective would be shrinking along with it. The same was true of liquid essence. Gaseous essence, though, and chaos by extension, were another story. As the essence exchange ramped up, the turbulence increased, chaos mixing with air and making the orange haze more pronounced. A trio of gauges on the console told Rain that the pressure was rising. Each had a different scale corresponding to the area rank. The first ranging from 0 to 99, the second from 20 to 30, and the third, most sensitive, from 24 to 26. The third needle had already risen to read 25.3. In Rain's experience, the pressure would go no higher for a normal, non-leveling exchange. The paling became permeable during the process. The turbulence he was experiencing was coming from the chaos rushing to freedom during the exhale. That was normal. What wasn't normal was the way his patch had started to balloon outward. Unlike the paling, his patch wasn't permeable. That was the point. Not even a second later, a great sound rattled the ship, so loud that Rain would have clapped his hands over his ears had he not decided on a frantic lunge for the controls instead. He just caught a glimpse of the patch spluttering like the world's largest whoopee cushion, before a wall of chaos rolled past him, blocking it from view completely. Abandoning his physical senses, he used his distant avatars to orientate himself as he brought the ship's turbines to full reverse. He struggled with the sudden heavy flight controls, the craft starting to spin. Fortunately, he'd left enough distance, and the exhale ended long before he was in any danger of slamming into the web of support cables. The respite was brief. The sound soon returned, the wind now blowing in the opposite direction with the inhale. This time, Rain didn't even bother trying to keep the ship stable. He brought the engines back down, then clamped his palms over his ears as he squinted at the barometer gauges. The third gauge had bottomed out, and the second read 21 though it was swiftly rising. As the third gauge climbed back onto the scale, the sound ended, the patch sealing itself. The turbulence continued for a few more seconds, then faded along with the wind, the pressure stabilizing at 24.5. Rain removed his hands from his ears, then chuckled, thinking about the sound. Classy, he said to the empty cabin. After watching the gauges for another second or two, he left Big Gulp to spin, then switched to a clutch in one of the anchor stations. Picking himself up from where the avatar had been tossed, he repaired the avatar as he limped the cable gauges to check the maximum recorded strain. It was high, he saw, but not terrifyingly so. He reset the gauges quickly, then hopped to a clutch in the next station. As he made his way down the line in this manner, his concern lessened, becoming elation. No damage. Everything with intolerance. Not great, but with intolerance. By the time he returned to Big Gulp, he was grinning like a madman. He checked the pressure again, then laughed. It had barely changed, 
reading at 24.6. It would get back to nominal eventually, he was sure. His paling at large would be working even now to restore the essence that had been lost, to flatulence. Rain sniggered, reaching for the controls to arrest his spin. There was a crash of breaking pottery, and Lana recoiled as crushing dread washed over her. Her heart fluttered in her chest like a small bird's, her every instinct screaming at her to run, to hide. She staggered away from the fallen tray, fighting not to cry out. The dread was overpowering, but also familiar. She knew what this was. And then it was gone. The terror lingered, but the oppressive, overpowering weight had vanished. Lana reached to the hilt of her sword to steady herself, drawing strength from its presence. Samson's training took hold, and she found her breath, inhaling evenly. Calm. I'm calm. Who? A voice asked. Lana looked up, seeing Amelia's head poking out of the tent. Their eyes met, and Lana froze. There was no alarm in the other woman's expression, only confusion. Lana? she asked, exiting the tent. What are you doing here? Where's Samson? Quickly removing her hand from her sword, Lana straightened up her spine, then met Amelia's gaze. I, uh, good morning. I was just bringing you and Rain some breakfast. You both missed the party, so I thought you'd appreciate it. Samson wasn't going to let me through, but then Torhart walked by and told him it would be okay, as long as I didn't ask about what happened last night. She closed her mouth before she was tempted to ask just that. Torhart had looked exhausted. She didn't believe Kettle's theory, of course, but it was suspicious. Ah, Amelia said, smiling and looking down at the fallen tree. Following her gaze, Lana muttered an oath, then dropped to her knees. She flipped over the tray, scrambling to refill it with food and shards of broken pottery. The porridge and the beer were goners, but the rolls and sausages would be fine. They were dry. The freshly sliced beef was another story, but Rain had Purify for that. Sorry, Lana said, shaking the dirt from each slice of meat as she placed it back on the tray. She glanced up at Amelia, then at the tent, lowering her voice to an urgent whisper. Please don't tell Rain I reacted like that. The pressure surprised me, and I tripped. It was just so... strong. Stronger than it ever was before. Well, there's one question answered, Amelia said, laughter in her voice. Her armoured boots came into view. Then she knelt down, moving to help. Thank you and don't worry about it. Why is it back? Lana asked. The terror thing. I thought that was fixed. Amelia smiled wryly. Because Rain is a trouble magnet. He tore his wound open when he picked his glass. Lana's mouth made an O of surprise, and she worked her jaw as if to ask something. Before she could figure out what, Amelia chuckled gesturing to the tray. I'm glad to see you brought enough for yourself this time. Lana closed her mouth with a click. 
Amelia clearly didn't want to give her any more details just now, and was trying to change the subject. She looked down at the tray. She'd brought a lot of food, yes, but that was only because she'd seen the way Awaken tended to eat. But I didn't, she finally began, looking up, but Amelia laughed, interrupting her. Nonsense, she said, rising with the tray and shifting it to one hand to offer Lana the other. This is what, the fifth time? If you're going to keep doing this, you're going to start joining us. She beckoned with her gauntleted fingers for Lana to take her hand. Lana, still working through her shock, took the offered hand. Amelia's grip was firm as she hauled Lana back onto her feet, with the gentle yet irresistible strength of a mountain. She released her the moment she was up, though, turning and carrying the tray back toward the tent. After a few steps, she paused to look over her shoulder with a smile. I think there is a ranks board in Rain's pack. Do you play? Progress report. Marker 1, S1. Marker 2, S2. Span, 5.2 hours. Character, total experience plus 238. Stamina use, 4. Mana use, 234. Skills. Aura Compression, Aura Synergy, Channel Mastery, Intrinsic Clarity, Intrinsic Focus, Magical Synergy, Purify. Accolades. 1. Everdeep Fortress. Plus 10 Perception. Armor. Slot. Head, Chest, Legs, Hands, Feet, Offhand. Myriad Plate. Bound. Durability. Hardness. 12,047. 500 Heat Resistant. 500 Cold Resistance. 375 Chem Resistance, 350 Force Resistance, 5000 Arcane Resistance, Lightness, Compression, Thermal Regulation, On, Tactile Transference, Off, Facade, On, Obfuscation, On, Arcane Regeneration, Off, Kinetic Conversion. Charge, 185,496 of 185,500. Saturation, 0 of 154,209. Durability, 602,044 of 602,044. Rings, Malleable Ring, Bound, Unity, 287 of 287. Aura Collector's Ring, Times 5, Bound, Unity, plus 1.12 Aura Synergy, Auto. Amulet, Mage Well Amulet, Bound, Unity, Mana Well, 100% import efficiency, 100% export efficiency, 50,000 of 50,000. Richmond Rain Stroudwater, class Engine of Change, level 26, cap 30. Experience 586 of 73,713. Vitals, health 1,700 of 1,700, 300 per day. Stamina 1,699 of 1,700. 520 per day. Mana. 39,525 of 39,525. 1.6 per second. Attributes. 287 of 2,690. Strength. 85. Recovery. 16.8. Endurance. 59.5. Vigor. 46.3. Focus. 85. Clarity. 270. Perception. 10. Speed. 9.4. Resistances. Heat, 
508.50%. Cold, 508.50%. Light, 8.50%. Dark, 8.50%. Force, 358.50%. Arcane, 5,008.50%. Chemical, 383.50%. Mental, 8.50%. Rain occasionally glanced at the wall of windows, contemplating his full status as he worked to take down the tent. He'd emerged from his soul, surprised to find Amelia teaching Lana how to play ranks by the light of the open tent flap. After learning what had happened and dusting off the food with Purify, he'd joined them for a nice, quiet breakfast. The two of them had just left, Lana to go on patrol and Amelia to get some sleep. Apparently, Vanna had arranged proper accommodations for Rain, Torhart, and Amelia within the safety of the main camp. Torhart was already there, having left hours ago. Rain felt a bit guilty about how incredibly well-rested he felt, given that his friends had basically stayed up all night to watch over him. The sole time factor was just a whisker below five now, thanks to his class upgrade. He had been expecting that, hoping for it even, but the reality hadn't really hit him until he'd experienced it. Since Third Bell, five hours had passed in the real world, but for him, it had been closer to twenty-five. He'd slept twice, for nigh on eight hours each time, getting an impressive amount of work done in between. It was ridiculous, and it would only get more so. The long-term implications were mildly concerning, in fact. It was lonely in his soul, Dozer's presence notwithstanding. Already the math said he'd be leaving his friends for days of perceived time each night, and it would only grow worse if the factor continued to improve. It wasn't like the obelisk, that had been a much higher acceleration obviously, but it was also a one-off. This wasn't. Over time, that difference in perceived time would add up, taking a mental toll if he wasn't careful. Fortunately, he could exploit the effect as much or as little as he wanted. For now, there was no reason to hold back. He'd need to spend as much time inside as he could, just to keep up with his mana addiction. I can stop any time I want. Setting a marker, Rain triggered his second essence exchange of the day, focusing on his body. He felt nothing, not that he expected a reaction. His repairs had been quite extensive and he was in considerably better condition than he'd been just a few real-time hours ago. The lack of screams further told him that if he'd had another blowout, it hadn't reached the camp. He didn't get any flashes of lynxite either, but then nobody would be in his party at the moment. Nodding to himself, he put his spirit world status out of his mind, then summoned a progress report to display his real-world gains over breakfast. Progress report. Marker 1, S2. Marker 2, S3. Span, 43 minutes. Total experience, plus 6,180. Stamina use, 1. Mana use, 6,179. Skills. Aura compression, aura IFF, aura synergy, channel mastery, detection, essence well, extend aura, intrinsic clarity, intrinsic focus, magical synergy, mana manipulation, purify. Rain's mouth quirked. Two skill levels, just like that, without even trying. 
With a thought, he summoned a pair of skill cards. He didn't expect anything exciting to have happened with the two skills that had passed rank 10, but it was worth taking a second look. Intrinsic clarity, 11 out of 15. Experience, 2,155 of 5,600. Multiply base mana regeneration by 320%. Intrinsic focus, 11 out of 15. Experience, 2,155 of 5,600. Multiply base mana by 320%. Nope. Just an extra 20% per level. Same as it's always been. Oh well. His eyes flicked past the progress report, considering. Purify to clean up. Mana manipulation for equipment upkeep. Detection to assuage his paranoia. An essence well to refill Amelia's mana. That was literally all I did, and I got two skill levels for it. Damn. Rain shook his head. Considering his usage of Essence Well, he'd asked Amelia to top up his stamina, reversing his previous stance. But he hadn't really needed to refill her mana in return. The threat of the knives was distant now. An attack unlikely. Leaving her to regen on her own would have been fine. He'd just gotten in the habit of refilling her whenever she refilled him. Tit for tat and all that. Ah, oh, well, it's just a drop in the bucket. Banishing the windows, Rain slung his pack over his shoulders, bundled up the collapsed tent under one arm, then began walking toward the camp. As he picked his way through the trees, he opened up a relatively new display he'd developed. Experience monitor. Target, 50,000. Since dawn, 6,180. Since essence exchange, zero. While it appeared simple, this panel was anything but. The system obstinately refused to tell Rain his pending experience, no matter how politely he asked. That hadn't changed since he'd first tried months back, while trapped below Felsidanus. Fortunately, his most recent captivity in darkness, thrice accursed palanquin, had left him with time to work the problem. It had taken a while to write tracking scripts for his skill usage and to puzzle out the formulas, but he had the memory of all of his past training dialogues to help him. The difficulty was that the rules for experience could be a bit obtuse, particularly when it came to metamagic and passives. Rain chuckled, feeling sympathy for the supposed ancient magistral programmers. He was sure enough at this point that Essence wasn't a system thing, not unless you counted it as a building block. Essence had existed before. Whatever that meant, experience was just the magistral's attempt to quantify the unquantifiable. Stopping himself before he could get further lost in speculation, Rain looked at what the dialogue was actually telling him. Okay, 50,000 experience. If I can stick to that, I won't level until tomorrow. Also, I should probably deal with the distraction problem. Rain typed a few more commands to his interface, opening up an alarm function that he'd written to replace the native one he'd co-opted for other uses. He configured his new alarm to chime every half hour, accompanied by a reminder panel which he opened to customize. Self-checked checklist. Headache? Question mark. Heartburn. Any other pains? Any problems focusing? Have you overdone it? Are you sure you haven't overdone it? 
You don't want people to start saying, pull the rein, instead of, pull the valve, do you? Satisfied with the text, Rain dismissed the panel. He was trying not to let his friend see just how worried he was about potential side effects from Engine of Change. He'd mentioned it, yes, but he'd undersold his fears. If the clarity-fueled loopiness crept up on him, he might not even realize it. Hence the auto-nag. Not being able to trust my own mind is... terrifying. Leaving the experience monitor hanging in the corner of his view, Rain looked down to see Tani coming from the camp to meet him. Corin was working nearby, directing a gaggle of shovel-wielding townsfolk. He was using earth moulding to sculpt and solidify a wall inside the trench the workers were digging, using the excavated material. It was only a half a metre high, which seemed a bit pointless, really. Might be nice as a mental demarcation between camps and the wilderness, if nothing else. Or maybe Corin just wants to work on his sink. Good morning, Captain, Tawny said as he came into comfortable speaking distance. Hey, Tarny, Rain replied, smiling and stopping with a wave. Tawny extended a hand. I heard the details from Vana. Congratulations. Thanks, Tarny, Rain said, shaking the offered hand. He let go to gesture toward the camp, which was bustling with activity amid the stumps of trees. How are things going here? Good enough, Tani replied, jerking his head vaguely in the direction of the piled logs. Sawing could be heard from the other side. Sheena's already gotten started on the first cart, and we're sending more axe teams out soon. Rain smiled. Any luck with the table saw design I gave you? Ellis made the blade last night, and Stavo is fiddling with it, trying to get it linked up to the steam engine. He need any help? Tawny shook his head, smiling. Yes, but he doesn't want it. Rain chuckled. Sounds about right. Anything else going on? Tawny raised a hand. Before all that, do you want to make an announcement? Rain arched an eyebrow behind his helmet. About me getting to silver? Tawny nodded. Rain considered, then shrugged. It's not a secret now that it's done, but I don't want to make a big deal about it. I'd rather just let word spread organically. Maybe put a notice on the board if you must. On that note, let me fill in anything Vanna didn't tell you. Rain gave Tawny the rundown. Dynamo was already in the class book, and he'd elected not to hide the fact that he'd gotten the legendary version. Anyone with significant motivation and a pair of brain cells to rub together would be able to work it out anyway. The name, though, he kept close to his chest, having told only Amelia and Torhard, with a request that they not repeat it. Engine of change could be perceived as inflammatory if you were, say, an established institution with a vested interest in the status quo. Rain liked the name. Liked it a lot, in fact. But it had him wondering how the unthinking system had managed to pick something so appropriate. And not just in his case, either. Runic powersmith? Uncertain savior? Wielder of deep vengeance? On point each time. Is it a decision tree, or what? Achievement-based? Gah, always more questions. 
After finishing his conversation with Tani, Reigns set about his normal morning routine. After finding a place to dump the collapsed tent, he did account with detection, verifying that everyone was accounted for, except those on patrol and out of range. That done, he began touring the camp, using Purify with a low power setting, such that the magic was barely visible. It nevertheless did wonders for fuzzy mouths, stained tunics, and noisome odors. As it turned out, there'd been more beer left than anyone had thought. Rain could do little about the hangovers, but Merrick and Tahir were on the job. During his leisurely stroll through camp, Rain took the time to chat. As news of his class evolution spread, he found himself occasionally mobbed, receiving congratulations from friends and strangers alike. Even one of the nobles came to pay his respects. Egan Urs, which was a bit of a surprise. Rain still hadn't decided if the porcupine shifter was truly the overconfident idiot that he seemed, or merely a troll with an insufficiently developed sense of self-preservation. Regardless, while he still liked to talk, I could have had him, and other such nonsense, he wasn't overly belligerent. In fact, he was now staying with Benz, and his family in the Vestvalian segment of the camp, not with his father. The elder Urs was most unpleased by the situation, but Rain couldn't be asked to give a shit about that arsehole's feelings as long as he wasn't mistreating Jameis's other questionably biological children. The fact that two of the three had chosen to stay with Lord Urs was a touchy subject. Speaking of Jameis, when he came to congratulate Rain, the two of them got to talking, and Jameis mentioned wanting to talk about something in private. Infuriatingly, he wouldn't say what only that it wasn't serious, just personal. He then shocked Rain by proposing that they meet up for a jog after lunch. A physical activity wasn't entirely out of left field as an excuse for a private chat, especially since Jameis had a stat ring to get used to. But still, Jameis was in his forties and a mage, sporting the characteristically spindly legs, matchstick arms and aversion to physical labour that came with the territory. In any event, Rain had agreed to jog happily, setting aside his curiosity and bidding Jameis farewell before seeking out Vanna. As expected, she had quite a list of things that needed his attention. First up on the docket was debugging. Chuckling to himself, Rain left Vanna to her own duties and headed down into the dell where the stream was situated. Before long, his boots were sinking into the boggy muck, and it became abundantly clear why Vanna had rated this as top priority. Flies, mosquitoes, and tiny gnat-like insects descended upon him in droves, pinging off his armour like hail. Spring has come to the forest. Hooray! Rain came to a stop near the water, eyeing a lone barrel sitting on a sledge. It was half full, clearly abandoned in total rout by the team Vanna had tasked with filling it. Swiping at the bugs trying to invade his visor, Rain decided he couldn't blame them, then glanced at his experience monitor. Experience monitor. Target 50,000. 
Since Dawn, 8,297. Since Essence Exchange, 1,847. Plenty left. He reached for detection and ran a thorough scan for entities. Unsurprisingly, the area was completely deserted. Not even an animal nearby. What do these bugs eat when they can't get dynamo? Setting the question aside as yet another of life's great mysteries, Rain triggered an essence exchange. As before, there was no pain. Smiling, he set a marker and called up a progress report. Progress report. Marker 1, S3. Marker 2, S4. Span, 1.3 hours. Total experience, plus 2,117. Stamina use, 2. Mana use, 2,115. Skills, Aura Focus, Aura IFF, Aura Synergy. Channel Mastery Detection Extend Aura. Intrinsic Clarity, Intrinsic Focus, Magical Synergy. Purify. After confirming his calculations, Rain noticed the time on the report and started running through his self-check, dismissing the alarm as it fired midway through. He passed the test with flying colours, his only discomfort coming from the bugs. Several had invaded his helmet and were crawling on his skin, trying to bite. With his force resistance, they would find him entirely proboscis-proof, but it was still distinctly unpleasant. Fortunately, as detection had verified, there was no one around to be caught in the blast. He ran one more scan, just to be extra doubly sure, then switched his macros into combat mode. No mercy for mosquitoes. Immolate. Immolate. 10 out of 15. Experience 0 out of 4,600. 3,434 to 3,924 heat focus damage per second to entities and environment. Sufficient damage causes ignition. Range 100 meters. Cost 450 MP per second. Rain counted, holding his breath. Immolate didn't spread instantly and it would take time for the air to heat sufficiently to exterminate everything within the full radius. Bugs were too small to count as entities, and thus wouldn't be targeted directly by the magic. 28, 29, 30. Refrigerate. Refrigerate. 10 out of 15. Experience 0 out of 4,600. 3,197 to 3,652. Damage per second to entities and environment. Sufficient damage causes slow. Range 110 meters, cost 450 MP per second. Rain gave it another 30 count. He wasn't overly worried about fire spreading beyond the soggy dell, but it was better to be safe than sorry. Refrigerate with an extra 10 meters would take care of it. And for the ash, purify. Purify, 10 out of 15. Experience 375 out of 4,600. Purify poison, corruption, and contamination. Range 120 meters, cost 900 MP per minute. After just a five count, this time it was over. Another macro window flashed open, only to vanish a split second later. Synergy rings disabled. Rain's senses faded back in, and he looked around at the devastation, releasing his held breath to inhale clean, crisp air. There hadn't been many large trees in the dell, but there'd been plenty of woody, swamp-dwelling plants, green with spring growth. They had not fared well. The ground had been stripped bare, now bone-dry and cracked beneath a thin layer of frost. The stream had survived, though it had likely been boiled before refrigerate had cooled it back down. 
The dirt near its banks was already darkening as water seeped back into the thirsty earth. As for the few large trees that had been within the radius, only a few shattered chunks remained. They'd clearly exploded, doubtless from their sap flashing to steam. This wasn't the ashen jungle, where the plants had been made of sterner stuff. And on the subject of ash, there was none to be found, Purify had seen to that, nor was there fire. A layer of frost coating the ground had likely been steam. Evaporated by immolate only to freeze and fall when refrigerate took over. A white ring surrounded the desolation. Ice covered the foliage where the second aura had acted unopposed. Of the bugs, there was no sign. Ring glanced at his experience tracker. Experience monitor. Target, 50,000. Since dawn, 38,804. Since essence exchange. 30,507. Do I get experience for the forest? Stealing himself, he pushed aside the irrelevant thought, then triggered an essence exchange. Progress report. Marker 1, S4. Marker 2, S5. Span 2 minutes. Character. Total experience. Plus 30,507. Mana use, 30,507. Skills. Aura compression, aura focus, aura synergy. Channel Mastery, Detection, Extend, Aura, Immolate. Intrinsic Clarity, Intrinsic Focus, Magical Synergy, Purify, Refrigerate. Guess not. Rain allowed himself a small smile, looking over the numbers. The pure skill usage adds up, so no bugs in my code. Or otherwise. He chuckled. Two minutes, two maxed skills. Let's see here. Rings on and skills. Skills. Aura Metamagic, Tier 0, Extend Aura 11 out of 15, Amplify Aura 10 out of 15, Tier 1, Aura Focus 10 out of 15, Aura Synergy 15 out of 15, Tier 2, Aura IFF 10 out of 15, Tier 3, Aura Compression 10 out of 15, Defensive Auras, Tier 1, Arcane Ward 10 out of 15, Chemical Ward 10 out of 15, Mental Ward 10 out of 15, Tier 2, Force Ward, 10 out of 15. Tier 3. Suppression. 10 out of 15. Magical Utility. Tier 0. Intrinsic Clarity. 15 out of 15. Intrinsic Focus. 15 out of 15. Tier 1. Channel Mastery. 10 out of 15. Mana Manipulation. 10 out of 15. Tier 2. Magical Synergy. 11 out of 15. Offensive Auras. Tier 0. Immolate. 11 out of 15. Refrigerate. 11 out of 15. Tier 1. Radiance, 10 out of 15. Shroud, 10 out of 15. Tier 2, Fulmination, 10 out of 15. Utility Auras, Purify, 10 out of 15. Winter, 10 out of 15. Tier 1, Essence Well, 10 out of 15. Detection, 10 out of 15. Velocity, 10 out of 15. Free Skill Points, 1. A distant shout made Rain look up to see Kettle, crashing out of the frozen underbrush at the edge of the ring. Rain could see the flame-haired youth's slack-jawed expression even from this distance. To his credit, he recovered quickly, releasing an excited whoop and waving both hands over his head. Lowering his arms to his mouth, he called out, his excited tone carrying clearly across the barren landscape. Fuck yeah! Go, Death Zone! Oh, shit.